1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, Great show for you today. I was joined by Keith Redhead. Keith is a member of the New York Libertarian Party, and he recently ran for office and won. He's the incoming uh, town supervisor of Ava, New York, a small town in upstate New York. Um, And, uh, yeah, he he talked about uh, running as a libertarian. Um, getting involved on the local level, uh, even if you're not a libertarian, um, you know, like I'm a registered Republican. I'm not an LP member, uh, but it's it's great advice. I think uh, more great liberty-loving men and women across the country should do uh, what Keith did and get involved in local politics and run for a winnable office, and then try to make. Uh, the people in these small towns all over the place, even freer than they are now. So um, I think it was a great chat with Keith. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, Before I get to Keith, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you're an Apple user, uh, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the All Right? Without further ado, the great Keith Redhead. (laughs) All right, guys, we're here with Keith Redhead, New York Libertarian Party executive committee member and newly elected incoming AVA, New York, town supervisor. Uh, Keith, man, thanks for coming on, brother, and congrats on your victory earlier this month.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, man. Um, So you're a small business owner. Uh, You own Woodland Farm Brewery. Um, What made you want to run for office, this office or any office? And tell us a little bit about um, AVA, New York. Um, How do the residents of AVA typically vote, like Democrat, Republican, and if any were there any hurdles uh, in, in running as a member of the LP?
0: Yeah, uh, so I, I'll even start with being the business owner. That kind of is what led me into wanting to get more involved in politics. Um, I've always been libertarian leaning. I, you know, found out about libertarianism through Ron Paul, as he was one of the only anti-war politicians right. speaking out against Iraq and Afghanistan. I was 16 on September 11th, so that seeing so many of People of my peer group um, heading off into war Um, didn't seem to make sense to me at the time. So Ron Paul kind of brought me into libertarianism. But most of my adult life since then had been uh, almost apathetic of, you know, what what can I do? There's nothing that I could do to be involved. It's just too big of a mess for me to to, for me to 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 deal with. Right. Um, But then fast forward to being a small business owner in 2020 in New York State. (laughs) Um, I, I yeah, I own a brewery. Uh, most of my business has done direct sales through a tap room. so being closed down for three whole months and not being able to open um, is more or less what got me into uh, into wanting to be more involved. Uh, so from there started organizing a Oneida County Libertarian Party meeting with others to, to kind of get that off the ground and then about two and a half years ago, started going to my town board meetings and uh, Signed up to be on the, the planning board for our town. Um, served on that for the last two and a half years and did a lot lot of work there that kind of showed what I was able to do for the town, my dedication to the town, um, and all that time kind of doing it without the guise of being libertarian. No, no one knew what party I belonged to. Right. Um, they just saw the, the work that I was putting into it. Um, I've been on school board. Uh, locally here for the last year and a half as well ran for that kind of on the premise of uh, school boards and school districts especially in small-town America and small-town New York should be representing the people and the families rather than just passing down what comes from Albany so that message spoke I guess strongly to uh, to the people in my school district Um, about this time last year our town supervisor had said that he wasn't going to run again. He was retiring. He had been supervisor for 15, 16 years. So I was approached by a couple of the town board members, of Republican and a Democrat, both asking me to to run for supervisor. So I did. Um, the town of Ava's. It's a very small town. Population is under 700. Okay. Um, it's it's probably higher, but the Amish don't fill out the census, and we have right. a we have a huge Amish community. Um, but the census says we're under 700 people, mostly Republican. Um, so I, I ran my race against a, a Republican for supervisor, and he had previously been supervisor over a decade ago, so he had that experience. Um, but I beat him with about 68 percent of the votes.
1: Wow, that's awesome, man! Um, when you were talking to people these last few months in town, how familiar? Because because you didn't run as an, you ran as a Libertarian, right?
0: Yeah, as I a, did run as a Libertarian. Yes.
1: So how familiar? were people with the LP, or more importantly, with libertarian ideology, was anybody turned off by the L next to your name before you got a chance to explain what it is you actually believe?
0: The uh, the rumblings were that libertarian meant that I was liberal, <laughs> which in, in small-town upstate New York, uh, it, that doesn't mean classic liberalism. Right, right, right. That means, you know, so uh, th- that connotation took a little bit of explaining, you know, libertarian comes from liberty. We want you to be free. We want the government out of your lives and out of your business. And just that simple statement that resonates with people.
1: Right. So how did you differentiate yourself from your Republican opponent? Like, you know, what, what made the people in AVA vote gold probably for the first time? Was it just shaking hands, being oh, a good sure. dude? It definitely was the first time. Serving good beer, you know, or, or were they actually attracted to your ideas in and of themselves?
0: I think it, it's it's there's multiple facets to it. I think part of it was being involved in the town for the last few years and actually right. showing up and doing work in town. Being a local business owner, um, being on a school board, being a prominent individual. I'm of the mindset that libertarians need to start putting themselves out and becoming uh, the local elites. I know it right. doesn't sound great. It's not a... It, but that's what we need to do is establish ourselves in communities. I think it, that work comes ahead of running for a, a race.
1: I think a Absolutely. lot of times people
0: show up people show up on the day of petitioning and they say, hey, I'm here to save you. And people are like, who, who are you and why are you at my door? Um, I think more people need to get involved ahead of time rather than just bludgeoning people with this. I'm a libertarian and you need me to save you.
1: <laughs> right. Right. No, absolutely. And yeah, and you're absolutely right. Uh, The the right call is becoming the elites on the local level. And, you know, I know that word has the the connotation of we think of like, you know, whatever, you know, people in in the beltway or whatever, the elites, you know, controlling the, right. the world and the culture and everything else. But the problem isn't that elites exist. There's always going to be elites. The problem is that our elites suck. So if you can actually yeah, go out there, <laughs> get involved in your community on that local level and be one of the elite, be a good elite, that's that's definitely right. preferable.
0: Yeah, I think libertarians get so so caught up in the idea of being an individual and individualism that they they scoff at the idea of, well, you you can't be in control of people, and it's it's not that you're in control, but like you're helping to manage and lead these people. It's not an elite in the sense of you're reigning over them with this, all this ultimate power of of position.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, somebody's gonna have those positions of power. I mean, they're not. I mean, as much as you and I may wish we could snap our fingers and. You know Murray Rothbard's magic button that would eliminate the state in entirety. It just doesn't exist, though, un- unfortunately. So right. somebody's going to have those jobs, and it might as well be you. Um, so what's your focus, man, coming into this position? Like, what can you do as town supervisor to protect the individual liberties of your constituents? Uh,
0: so I've got two, well, three goals, more or less, but two political goals. One of them is just to to reduce the town portion of our property tax. Yeah, we uh, we're in the. The position that we have a a dump that was foisted a, a landfill that was foisted upon the town about 20 years ago, and they they pay a portion into property taxes that offsets the town property tax. So we still have the county and the state tax, school tax, but our town portion is pretty small. I'd like to cut that even further to zero if I could. Right. Um, we get a lot of sales we get a lot of sales tax revenue from the county, so I'd like to look at our budget and find ways to use the sales tax revenue that's going to exist no matter what like there's nothing that i can do as town supervisor to end sales tax but if i can offset the the local portion of our property tax i think that'd be a good win and the the second thing i want to focus on in new york state by 2040 uh, the goal is to have completely renewable energy um, which comes with a lot of regulations on homes as far as what you can heat with um and for new builds um especially that's that's where it's going to be right now is new builds won't be able to at some point have propane natural gas hookups right. things like that, which is gonna hurt a lot of the people in upstate new york who who primarily use those sources for heating um but especially we use wood to heat but, our yeah. homes i go through 20 cord of wood every winter um, yeah and so do most of my neighbors it's it's Switching over to green energy is, is going to hurt economically and it's going to especially upstate New York where that's our primary source of heating. So th- those are two of my kind of political goals with, with running for town supervisors. Put up a shield um, for our yeah. town, potentially working with our, our codes officer, passing a resolution saying we won't enforce these codes on new builds or in our town. So that's something I, I want to work on. Um, and mm, even though it's just one small town in New York State, that's how that's how it has to start
1: absolutely a hundred percent and i know um i gosh it forcing people in upstate new york to uh to avoid heating their homes with wood i don't even know how that's that's feasible i'm in ohio but i uh my family has a place up in the upper peninsula of michigan and the entire peninsula is, is heated by wood just about right, you know yeah. and then you have like gretchen whitmer this hard left democrat um in Lansing in trying to do the, the exact same thing, like phase out all, you know, anything but renewable energy. And it's like, okay, you'd have to, f- hundreds of thousands of people would have to move, <laughs> you know, it's not even right. realistic to force these people into these programs. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's that's extremely important to a lot of people up in, in, in upstate New York.
0: And I, I can't even think of a more renewable resource than wood. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so it, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense.
1: <laughs> Definitionally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote about this yesterday uh, for Washington Examiner. If anybody hasn't seen it, I, I tweeted it out. Go to my Twitter. Um, obviously, libertarians are excited um, for Javier Milei's victory in Argentina. Right? He's the first libertarian head of state ever. He's the first Austrian economist to become a head of state. Obviously, um, the deck is still stacked against this guy. You know, who knows if he'll be able to? He's surrounded by these entrenched socialist bureaucracies. Who knows if he can actually free the people of Argentina? But, you know, it's an opportunity to turn his country around. But, you know, it took 143 percent inflation. <laughs> you know what I mean? It right. took a complete destruction of their currency and 40 percent of their citizens living in poverty to vote for a libertarian. You know what I mean? And, like, we obviously gave America the best shot we could in, in 08 and 2012 with the good Dr. Ron Paul, and he topped out with 20 percent of the Republican primary vote, you know, Eight, seven, eight percent of of the general electorate, right, was willing to vote for somebody like Ron Paul. Not saying a libertarian can never become president of the United States, but like in Argentina, it would probably take the kind of economic disaster that we've never seen. (laughs) You know, the the Great Depression times 10 here in America to make that happen, to, to shake voters out of their slumber, at least in the near term, you know. Liberty is going to have to survive on the local and regional level, you know, and guys like you running for winnable seats and standing on principle against the state to protect local communities. I I do believe that's the correct and probably the only path forward in the near term. What advice would you give to libertarians or anyone else who values liberty, liberty, whether they call themselves libertarians or not, who's thinking about doing what you did and, and getting involved?
0: I'd say, like I said, show up before petitioning time, right. be involved ahead of time. Um, our ideas do resonate, and I think uh, we've seen that in Argentina. We definitely don't want to get to the point where we're 130-plus percent inflation, so we should start on the local level. Right. I think a lot of times libertarians get caught up in our uh, our ideas too much, um, and we expect that we're going to be at, at step 10 tomorrow. Right. Um, and step 10 would be great. We have open borders. The federal reserve is, is, is disappeared. All the three letter agencies are gone. We're free, but we're, we're not even at step one. We don't even have elected offices. Um, so I think very much just start getting involved in your, in your local communities, local boards, school boards, town boards show up. Um, I know in my case, we had a town board that was aging out. We have people that are yeah. in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and they've been waiting for people to show up. Right. They've been waiting for someone to come take over. And I know a, a lot of places aren't like that. People will cling to it till, till the day they die. But in a lot of small towns, they want the young people to show up. And they especially want young people to show up that are like them, that have, um, I don't want to say conservative-leaning um, ideas, but in upstate New York, that is what will resonate. So lean into those things lean into that freedom lean into that We don't want the government involved in your lives and, and people will follow suit because most of the time they agree as well
1: Yeah, I mean there's a school board in every town Right you know, There's There's a whole bunch of counties in this country and every single one of them has a sheriff You know, there's always ways to get involved um, It's funny my one of my my closest friends uh, moved to a small town in Toledo, Ohio. He moved to a small town outside of Toledo, Ohio a few years back, and um, he's never voted. He's never registered to vote. He's in his late 30s, and he has no opinions on politics. He, I mean, he knows who the president is. That's good. I bet he couldn't name the mayor of Toledo. I'm sure he couldn't name our congressman. Right. He couldn't name a senator. He maybe could name Mike DeWine as governor just because his name's all over the place. And, you know, he's got a young daughter and a wife and just bought a house in the small town. It's a town of maybe fourteen, fifteen hundred 1,500 people. And he goes to a, a town council meeting and, uh, just because he was, I don't know, pissed off about this, that, or the other. I don't know. The neighbors, whatever, you know, it's something, whatever. Yeah, And, uh, And they end the meeting with a a woman who's on town council saying, I'm retiring. Uh, And whoever, the president of the council says, does anybody want to fill her term the next couple years? And then you can decide whether or not to run for election, and nobody raised their hand. And then my buddy Anthony was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So now he's on town council.
0: That is awesome. He had to
1: register to vote because it's in their bylaws that you have to be a voter to hold office. Right. But uh, and, and now he's you know just helping. He's like I just want to make the town better for my daughter. You know she's two years old and heck yeah. You know you don't you don't even have to be. Obviously you're an ideological guy. Um, you're involved in the New York Libertarian Party, but you don't even have to be. You know you don't right. you don't need to be this principled Austrian economist to understand what's b- better for your children. You know, in in school, just run for school board if you're a normal human being. You know what I mean? You don't even have to bog yourself down with ideology half the time.
0: Right. No, it's that simple. I think a lot of people also assume you have to run for office to be involved. Um, I was on planning board for two and a half years. That was an elected position. I showed up to town board meetings and they have committees. Uh, Most small towns, I, I know how town laws work in New York State. Small towns have you've got your town board which is elected under that you've got planning board zoning board uh these are all appointed positions so all you literally need to do is show up get involved and uh ask to be appointed to to one of those boards work your butt off and make a name for yourself and get involved that way it, it's it, like i said it's just a matter of showing up your yeah. friend is the perfect example he just showed up
1: <laughs> yeah and and the the path you took of of showing up time and time again for the people of your town. I mean, that is, you know, p- people always joke about Ron Paul. It's that he delivered half of his constituents so they'd vote for him for life. You know, I mean, he literally did. I mean, he was he delivered a couple generations of voters long before he decided to run for office. He was just there. He was there for his community. He was involved. And that's what people really care about at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, dude, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, you're, happy, you're welcome to come on anytime. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Obviously your business. Um, any Anything going on you want the good people back at home to check out?
0: Yeah, if you are uh, if you are in New York State, get involved, lpny.org. Um, you can register and sign up there. We, if you're in Oneida County by any chance, we'd love to see you. We're trying to build our county here. Um, reach out.
1: Thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Thank